This is the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. You can find out more about us by going to thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, we have another podcast sponsor, our great friends at Intermountain Truck. Go to intermountaintruck.com for more details. Tremendous propane opportunities and accessories. What else can we say about our friends over at Intermountain Truck, Tom? Oh, these guys are great. They make uh, propane dispensing stations and propane delivery trucks. So if you are a propane company and you're looking to get some equipment, give these guys a shot. Uh, We really appreciate them being our sponsor and keeping our podcast rolling. Yep. Propane delivery and accessories. If you need this, if you want to improve your life and improve what you're delivering for your clients, go to intermountaintruck.com. Once again, that's intermountaintruck.com the State of Energy podcast sponsor. And Tom, we're being joined by Tucker Perkins, president and CEO of Perk. We talk about Perk a lot on the show, Propane Education and Research Council. Uh, Tucker has worked in the propane industry for over 26 years. And when it comes to the advancement of propane, uh, Tucker basically is the Pope. (laughs) Is the top dog in the propane industry. And everybody looks up to him and he, he brings a crowd when he shows up to a meeting and and it's all ears when Tucker speaks. So I'm really happy to have him here with us today. And uh, now, Tucker, uh, Perk has funded some engine development, and there's something really special going on with the uh, Cummins propane engine. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, it's really an exciting project for us. And for us, we, we approached Cummins uh, seven years ago, really, to begin. We had seen an engine they had built and said, if that engine ran on propane, it would it would have been unlike any engine exist in the country. And if you think about big engine makers today, they're trying to decide, do we remain with a commitment to gasoline and diesel? Do we think about electrification? And which doesn't really work for a lot of heavy duty applications where payload and range are critical. And Cummins started working with us to develop a propane engine. Frankly, when we sat down four years ago and really designed out what this engine could do, I thought the design team was being overly aggressive in their targets, targets for power, targets for price, targets for emissions. And as we sit here today with engines that have been made and are, and are actually driving and test vehicles today and doing the work around the country, we exceeded all those targets. We, we literally created the most powerful engine that's ever been created on propane. And in most respects, the most emissions efficient engine, something unlike the whole industry has ever seen. Really, when we talk about clean diesel, clean diesel is a bit of a misnomer. It's just a dirty diesel with a new name. And in some (laughs) respects, there have so many things they do to try to clean it up. This propane engine achieves it with a really simple catalyst. And what, what we've been able to achieve with the Cummins team is so exciting because it really spells the future for all of our next generation of engines. And so whether it's in a tractor, or farm tractor, a road tractor, a package delivery, uh, whether it's even in a power generation source or in a ship, it is the engine of the future. And the technology is able to be replicated. I often say there's nothing really special about this technology but we just finally married modern production uh, materials with modern engineering, a modern fuel, put it all together with uh, the best engineering possible, 
and created a way to consume the power in propane to turn it into energy, and we don't have much left over. So the greenhouse gases, 25% reduced from the best in class that has ever been out there. Particulate matter. We never talk about particulate matter enough. To me, it's a really, it's a real issue for for human health. We talk about a little bit in COVID-19 because particulate matter seems to be a relationship between uh, your personal health and the particulate matter you breathe. This, this engine, particulate matter, is virtually zero. NOx emissions. Anybody who has a child that has asthma, bronchitis, a whole host of issues, anybody that's ever experienced smog, there's, they're experiencing the effects of nitrogen oxide, NOx we tend to call it. This engine, lowest in class, and unlike any other engine, lowest in class no matter what it's doing. If it's sitting at a stoplight, if it's pulling hard. Uh, so this engine is not only so powerful, so simple, it's also so clean. And we are excited about it. Tech Cummins is the lead in this. But over the next decade, clearly this technology will expand to other companies beyond Cummins. So when is this engine going to be available? Like you, you hear about people trying to get their their trucks to you, we want to convert all the different delivery trucks to propane but the biggest pushback is i don't want a gas engine a gas engine doesn't have as much power so now we got this this awesome engine that's that's got what 880 pounds of torque that it can produce when is this thing going to be ready because i'm excited i want to i want to start pushing this well cummins is a very meticulous company and they've, they've really proven in, in every detail of building these first engines just to prove the concept now we're in the field driving them, trying to break them. And Cummins has been quite open that they need to see how this industry would respond to this engine, how many they think they can sell to farmers, to other companies. And we're we're in that delicate dance right now, showing this engine to others. And I don't really expect this engine to be available until probably 2025, uh, should Cummins choose to build it. That's, that's really the complex nature of big engine technology programs. Uh, but I, I do think what's really important about this engine is one, we've now established the future. And a lot of people will talk to us and say, look, I'm all about electrification because electrification is wonderful. And when you really press, you can say what well, the propane of today is cleaner than the electricity of today. And they say, yeah, but I'm not really talking about the electricity of today. I'm talking about the electricity of tomorrow. But they fail to see that we also should talk about the propane of tomorrow. And here's the first tangible piece of evidence that the propane of tomorrow won't be at all like the propane of today. These, these engine applications, again, it's just a marriage of science, engineering, computer technology, and modern production. That's how we've gotten to this point. Uh, you know, I do a lot of innovation on a world scale, and seven years ago, we were approached about doing this in marine world because ships are notoriously dirty. They burn a notoriously dirty fuel. I said, that's probably not something that's going to be for propane. They remind me weekly now when ship companies order another propane engine, how wrong I was because ship companies have realized how clean propane can be. Just another example of how technology has moved 
to adopt propane because not only is it a very clean environmental solution, on a practical level, the ability to get it, to move it into your ship, uh, to handle it safely, it's so easy with propane compared to a lot of other things. This Cummins engine defines the future for us, and frankly, it defines the the lowest common denominator of what clean will be because we'll continue to improve on this engine uh, with Cummins into 2025. And I suspect we'll make it more powerful, cleaner. And as we start talking about price, people will be shocked at the simplicity. And that translates to a lower cost than many other complex engines today. Crazy exciting for us been around a long time. It's one of the most exciting things I've ever done because it'll, it will begin to impact the farmer, the homeowner, every good and delivery that comes to your house, it will begin to impact how that's delivered. And that's, that's how we make a difference in America. And, and this engine is currently in vehicles right now being tested, right? So, so the listeners know this isn't just some pipe dream. This is a real engine that's working today and it, this is just the testing process that the development process that takes this ex, this five years um, from now before this becomes mainstream, right? And this is this is real. You've seen this, and we're very supportive of that. Anytime you bring new technology, you want to test it in hot, test it in cold, test it at altitude, test it at sea level, and that's the kind of rigorous program that Cummins is well known to to be a part of, and we're supportive of that. Um, but again, whether Cummins brings this to market in 2024 or 2025, what we can now say with certainty is we're seeing the future in this type of technology. And I hope it gets to market with Cummins. I suspect it'll get to market with other brands you know. And we're even having conversations with other names you know about getting these engines into their tractors, into their power generation, into their rental fleets. And it's just exciting technology. So the exciting part about this is a lot of fleets are trying to decide how to move into the future it, it, through the 20s and say, what what is the clean uh, fuel that we're going to use? And propane's not just a bridge to an electric motor that might come out in 10 years from now. It's it's the future. This is the vehicle that you need to to prepare for, prepare your fleets now. I mean, I think, Tom, that is the common misnomer that people are so often led to believe, that the only way to reduce our greenhouse gas impact is to go to electrification, because for some reason, electrification is linked to decarbonization. That's not true. The link to decarbonization is using less carbon. Be more efficient in what you're doing. And when we use low carbon fuels like propane, which, by the way, we sit on the world's most plentiful supply of propane. We have the most propane in the world. It's one of the cleanest fuels in the world. It's portable. It's versatile. It's cost effective. All of those things. Then all of a sudden we find ways to use it in engines that produce for trucks that produce power. We, we make a material impact, not only uh, for those users, but for the people in which those users are used, the communities that benefit from that. And it's, it's a crazy thing. The, la the last piece of that 
And as I traveled around the country and listened really around the world, this conversation about how do we get to a clean climate? How do we make man's impact on climate reduced? Nobody ever talks about what I tend to call environmental justice. The fact that if you spend tens of trillions of dollars on clean climate because you're trying to get to a solution that I think we can get to with no federal investment. In many of these cases, we're not asking for massive federal investment. We're not asking for tax breaks. We're developing solutions that are cost effective. What is the benefit now to take those trillions of dollars and now really apply it to society's ills, to food, to health, to true issues of poverty, things that we've seen over the last couple of months really raise its ugly head because we have a societal need. And so all of a sudden we solve three problems. We solve problems of climate. We solve some problems of society and we solve problems about keeping as much money in people's pocketbook as possible because we're using abundant, inexpensive solutions. So we literally can change America's society in one fell swoop by making some of these changes that we're talking about. And I know we start this conversation talking about, you know, little old propane that most people think about in their grill. And all of a sudden we're talking about changing society's needs, making an impact on the impoverished, the poor, and cleaning up cities and communities. It's all real world stuff. Solving the world's problems. Propane can do that. Tucker Perkins, president and CEO of Perk, the Propane Education Research Council. Thank you very much for joining us today and sharing your wealth of knowledge. I'm glad to be with you. Thank you very much for having me. And you can learn more by going to thestateofenergy.com.